Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest on our director series, and he's going to introduce himself. Hello, everyone. I am Troy Feenhold Hassis. I'm the National Director for Nationwide Pageantry, and we are a pageant system. Fairly new, but we are celebrating our 10th anniversary this year, and we have the age division starting with Princess um, all the way up to our Mrs. and our Ms., and um, I'm excited to be on here today to talk about our system and have you all learn about it. I am excited as well. So let's jump right into it. You said this is your 10th year of your system. So new, but not so new. You're still, you've been around the block for a while. So where did this system start from? What was like your first initial thought when you created it? Um, Actually, I am the second director for the system. The first director, ironically, his name was also Troy. Um, He created Nationwide Pageantry back in 2012, and it was an online pageant at that time. Um, The contestants had to create an online um, profile, upload their videos and everything to it, and then they were judged from there. So, you know, it's ironically, it was about eight years ahead of the curve back then, because now online, I mean, we all had to learn how to go online very fast two years ago. Um, Back then, that's how they did Nationwide. Um, But Nationwide was online for 2012 through 2014. And then he had started um, advertising for state directors because he wanted to branch out. Um, I messaged him and got involved. At that point, I was the state director for Iowa and Nebraska held our state pageant, um, crowned our state winners, and then we took them to Houston for the first live pageant in 2015, um, which was a a new learning experience for all of us. Um, And then after that, he had decided to get out of the pageant, and we had had some preliminary conversations And I had said, you know, hey, if the time comes at any point that you want to expand the national office or you want to, you know, get out of it, let me know and I'd be very interested. And at that point, we transitioned. um, He transitioned out. I transitioned in over 2016, 2017. Um, We did do 2016 online, but we went back to online for 2016 2017, we didn't do a pageant because I was doing a lot of changes to everything and getting everything set up. And then my first national was 2018, holding live. um, And then we've been there um, that way ever since, with an exception for 2020, of course. (laughs) Of course, yeah, that was an exception for everyone. It was an unexpected uh, turn for the pageant world. And it really got interesting because people would start to do these, you know, like you said, online pageant. You guys were way ahead of the curve with the online pageants back in 2015. And that was such an interesting thing. One of my girls that I help had recently done an online prelim for the Miss South Carolina America system. And I was just blown away with how they did it. The girls recorded themselves doing their walking patterns. And then when it was their time, the person would just press play and everybody could watch on the like the Zoom live call. It was the most interesting thing ever. So what was that like having it online, I mean, before we even realized that that was going to be something that was necessary nowadays. Um, Back at the beginning in 2012, um, the contestants were required to set up a profile through one of, there was quite a few different um, apps in that on the website that you could set up profiles. 
And then as part of the profile, they had to include their videos um, and and their you know answer questions and everything. And then it was just all judged straight from there, announced online, and then he sent the crown and sash to them. Um, when we did in 2020, when we were forced, well, 2020 we actually didn't have a pageant. 2021. Um, we, because of low numbers, we ended up doing virtual. It was a little bit more entailed than it was back in 2012. But in 2021, we required all the contestants to submit their, you know, like you said, their walks, um, their evening gown walk, their personal expression, um, style and expression walk, and their interview um, all, well, not their interview. We did their interviews um, live on Zoom, but everything else they had to submit to us in video. And then what we did is we actually put together a crowning event and after the judges had judged everything, then we did a crowning event where we had all the contestants on um, the on the program. <clears throat> we had an MC. We went through kind of like an actual pageant, but it was all virtual, and anybody could log in and 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 watch. And we showed for each category that we showed the winners videos in that and we had it all done up you know with the great slides and that and it looked very professional production but yet it was all virtual and what was interesting was was that we had made that decision about two weeks prior that we were going to go virtual for the crowning and it was amazing how much had to be learned in that two week span to get it to be to the point where it just wasn't people sitting around on zoom um, you know, and it was it was a learning experience, one that I said I would rather not have to do again. <laughs> I, I I would rather deal with the stress of a live pageant on stage with people than have to go through that whole virtual again. Um, but it really turned out well. And, you know, when you're forced into that situation, you want to present the best image for you, for your contestants, and for your system. And amazingly, it worked out so well in the end. I mean, it looked like it looked like you were watching a TV show, you know, but it was just all virtual. So it was it was learning, but it was kind of fun and it just another way to show how many ways we can do things. What way can the listeners, because I know it's all the moms and the pageant queens out there and some dads and my grandpa, he is also listening. <laughs> what way can they find you and your pageant system via online? <laughs> we have, of course, we have our website, which is www.nationwidepageantry.com. <clears throat> you can also find the, the website at www.missnationwide.com. We're on all the social media. We're on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram. Um, we have a Twitter account. Um, our Instagram and our Facebook are the main the main app venues that we used for everything. Um, the website, of course, is like the clearinghouse with all the information. And then we promote everything um, through the social media. Um, email, of course, you can reach us anytime You know, at the info at um, Miss Nationwide or info at Nationwide Pageantry. Um, but we're very, very accessible, and we try and keep everything, you know, at least, you know, a couple times a week with posts. Um, we have all of our title holders have, we have a, a, a social media page for our title holders. 
So right now we have an official page for our miss, an official page for our misses, and an official page for our Miz. Um, that once they win the title, then they get to be they control that for their year, and in the next year it transitions to the new title holder. Um, so, you know, we have multiple ways that a person can find us on social media and for everybody to stay involved. All of our state title holders, once their fees are paid, then they get a uh, Facebook title holder page that they can control for the year um, so that they have a venue dedicated to their title that they can keep separate from their personal page. Because um, I, I truly believe that your personal page is your personal page and your title page is more your professional page and it's it's great to have that distinction i absolutely agree with that i know for myself i have multiple instagrams multiple facebook accounts and it really does it's easier to find those girls out there when they do have their you know like mine is casey gibson dot official on instagram so you know where my pageant stuff is going to be and you know where my podcast is going to be because it's my entire platform as itself so it's so much easier for people nowadays making those pages where you can instantly find i know when i was recording with a girl last night, I made sure that she had her tag name in here, just like you just dropped all of your nationwide pageantry stuff. I really I really appreciate that they do differentiate so you're not going through the director's personal Facebook page all the time. It really does help having those different different locations. You don't have to worry about seeing something that you should be seeing as a title holder, especially, you know, when there are adults involved with young children. Not only on that, but you don't necessarily always know the person's name, the title holder's name. So you're, you know, trying to pull a needle out of a haystack when you're doing it that way. But if you know nationwide or with any system, you can at least have somewhere to start with that's going to pull up the various pages with that name. And then you can choose or you can see, you know, and, you know, to go that other step, when you differentiate your personal from your title holder page, you know, we always say your personal opinions shouldn't come into account when you're judging, but unfortunately they do. And when you have a personal page, you can keep your, you can keep some of your really true stuff on your personal page and you can keep your title holder page focused, you know, and you can laser focus it to your platform and to your appearances and to your system. And that's how it should be. I, you hit that one right on the head. I agree. It is something that if you're representing a system, we don't really need to see anything else that's going on. We want to, we want to hear about the system that you are representing and branding with. And I think that is so important. So I, I absolutely agree with that. That is such a true statement. It really, it just, like I said, it helps keep things separated when we really want to just know what this pageant girl is doing during her year or her reign. That's something really big. And I don't know if you had mentioned yet, but where is your national pageant held? We hold nationals. Um, I'm actually in Council Bluffs, Iowa, which is right across the river from Omaha, Nebraska. Um, so we're smack dab in the middle of the country, the heartland, the Midwest. Um, Omaha has some great facilities. We have a great airport. I have always felt... And this is not a knock, it's not degrading, it's not saying anything negative against any other system. But I've always felt that if you can provide, if I can provide a great Nationals Week, Nationals Weekend, however we schedule it, where you come, you have a ball, you experience the system, you experience the competition, you leave feeling a part of the family, you leave with new sisters, you leave with new friends, and you leave with the feeling of, I want to come back next year because I had such a great time, that 
we provided such a great national pageant atmosphere that it doesn't have to be exotic. It doesn't have to be on a coast. It doesn't have to be in Vegas. It doesn't have to cost $1,000 for airfare or hotel. Um, it's all about what you provide for that experience. And we can provide a great experience, and we have here in the Midwest, and we keep it as low cost as possible because, believe me, I am the first person to look at the checkbook and see how much there is to spend. And I know how much the title holders are already spending. And if I can keep their airfare and their hotel reasonable, and like I said, provide that experience that they want to come back the next year, then there's you know no, there's no reason not to have it here. We have great facilities, we have fun things to do, and we have title holders that have come back year after year after year. So yes, we hold nationals in Omaha. Um, we have a great facility. It's the Scottish Rite Auditorium. It's gorgeous. It's I mean you just walk in and you're like wow. Um, and we love using it. We do a lot of our events throughout the area. Um, we have a welcome a welcome event here in Council Bluffs at a new pavilion right by the river that overlooks the river and that, which is amazing to go into. Um, we always try and do, well, a big part of our system is community service. So one of our staples of our week is we do a community service event as a group where we go to one of the local homeless kitchens um, and we all help prepare the food and serve it to everybody that comes. And um, the first year we did it, it was kind of a test and everybody left. And when they, at the end of the week, everybody was literally like, that was the best part of the week. And I was blown away by that. I was just like, okay, great. You know, that's what we wanted. But we also, it instilled that community service part of what we talk about all the time. And we've just kept it every year and they love having us come. And, you know, and, and help. And, of course, the, you know, the people that come for the food and that, you know, they love being served by all the title holders. So <laughs> that is awesome. I really like that you are bringing in that community service aspect. I know nowadays in the pageant world, that has been like the biggest thing is like what community service project are you working on? And do you guys for your national, do you have your own community service project you work on through year or is it just kind of up to the girls platforms that win? Uh, each contestant has to have a personal platform. Um, between interview, platform presentation, and then their onstage questions, which are taken from their interview, uh, the total percentage of those categories is so high that um, you basically can't – there's no way to win the pageant without really – having a solid personal platform, believing in it and being active in it because so much of the interview and the platform presentation and that come from that. Um, so each title holder is required to have that. And then they focus on that as, as a state title holder. And then if they win, they focus on that as a national title holder. Um, we don't as a national have anything just because I would rather that the national title holders focus on their personal platforms and I don't want to take away from their personal platforms while they're during their year and during their reign. Um, and I just feel that if we had a, a, a national platform, that it's just something that would be competing with them throughout the year. And I would rather not do that. I would rather put, if I, if they need help, I would rather put my time and focus toward helping them. I think it is important to let your title holders, you know, be their own personal thing. Like the, what, Ever they would like to support, you know, back them 110%. Also, you mentioned uh, kind of like the scoring there. What is the scoring system like for your national pageant? I knew you were going to ask this. 
Um, so we do um, that. We start out the day before the pageant with interview with the judges and they have a panel of judges. Um, we are very particular about our judges. Um, they come from all different industries, but there's always, they always have a tie back to the pageant industry. So we just don't have individuals up there judging that don't really know what they're doing. Um, they, um, you know, there's a reason for them sitting on the judges panel, but the judging is, Interview is 30%. Um, before the actual interview starts, what we've started doing is we've actually started having a interview platform presentation, which the contestants have a three to five minute time span. At the very beginning, they walk in, they set up, and the first three to five minutes, they present their platform. And they can do any type of presentation that they want. They can do computer you know, a PowerPoint, they can do handouts, they can do posters. It's up to them. It's their three to five minutes, totally open. The judges basically just sit there and they listen. Um, that is actually a 20% for interview platform presentation. So that and interview are 50% of the hundred that's possible. Then in the actual pageant on stage, there is a personal introduction, which is 10%. Um, on-stage platform statement, which they come out and actually state their platform to the audience and that, that's 10%. Then, so now, you know, basically, if you're looking at the platform and that, now you're at 50, now you're at 60% of the 100%, basics based just off of the platform. Um, we have our title, um, our category of personal style and expression, which I guess you could compare it to um, some some systems have like a fun fashion, you know, runway fashion. We tell our contestants to think New York runway, but that's just a suggestion. I mean, we've had contestants come out in scrubs because that's what was that's what defined them. Um, we tell them, you know, it's your time for personal style and expression to wear what you want to define yourself to the judges, um, and that is. Uh, 15% for the senior division. Um, the percentages I'm giving are for the senior division because we just added our youth divisions this year, so they're a little bit different. Um, we have our elegance in evening wear, which is our traditional um, evening gown, evening wear. That is 15%. And then we do an onstage interview, which is always um, two questions. Usually the first question is what we call a fluff question, just to kind of get you past the nerves. And then the second question is always platform related, a question that actually came out of the interview decided by the judges. That then is 10%. So now you're up to 70% based upon your platform. So 70% of your total score comes directly out of your personal platform in your interview. At the very beginning, we also have a state costume co um, portion, and that's judge completely separate, has nothing to do with your actual competition percentages. Um, as I mentioned, this year we're doing youth divisions for the first time. So we added a princess, preteen, junior teen, and a youth division. Um, those, we have interviews 30%. Personal introduction is 10% for the youth. And then uh, the personal style and expression is 25%. Elegance and evening wear is 25%. And onstage interview is 10%. So it's kind of close to the same percentages, but there is a little difference.
I'm glad that you kind of broke that all down for the listeners because I know if you're just like, oh, this, this, and this, I'd have been like, but what does that entail? I'm glad that you gave that like a very detailed explanation because for the listeners, I I coach a lot of girls that they want to go to pageants that are platform heavy because that is like their strongest thing, whether they are very passionate or they're living their platform out with, you know, type 1 diabetes, specific platforms like that. They really do look for these national pageants that are kind of in their favor. That is their one thing that they can, you know, bonus on in the pageant and just kind of excel through. And then they love being on stage. That's a side note, but they just really love talking about their personal platform. So I'm glad that, you know, we've connected. And so those girls out there that I do help, and I know my other coach friends are helping, they can hear about this because that's something that they want to, you know, excel in is getting that nailing down that platform. Because for for those Miss America systems, that that is all you're talking about. You're talking about your social impact statement. And it's so important to have that, I mean, down to a T. Like you've got to know exactly what you're promoting and what you're willing to talk about on stage and that you know exactly what it is. Right. It's that elevator speech. You've got to have that elevator speech perfect, you know, and you've got to be on point all the time. You can't get caught off guard because it's that one time you get caught off guard. That's the time that could lose you the crown. And the other thing is that we added the um, one of my formers, um, my um, Katie, who was our Miss Nationwide 2015. Um, she was actually my Miss Iowa, my first year as a director. We went to Houston. She actually won the national title, so we brought the national crown back. First year as a director. That's kind of what got me hooked at that point. But um, she's actually a coach now, and she coaches for um, a lot of systems here for the, the contestants here in the Midwest. Um, she actually is the one that pushed me into adding the youth divisions this year because I was, it was always Miss, then we added Misses, then we added the Miz, and I was just like, okay, we're done. We're just going to keep it at three. But she pushed me into adding the youth divisions, and 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 here was the reason is that she said a lot of the contestants have been asking for what they call a practice pageant, where they can enter a pageant with little to no expectation if they win, but it gives them practice to go to some of the other systems, you know, IJM, NAM, you know, some of those that they are really want to focus on, but they need that practice on stage and in front of judges that comes above and beyond what you get from your coaches. Because it's a whole different experience sitting in a mock interview, sitting with your coach, sitting in a room. And, you know, I've done some coaching and I've done a lot of mock interviews and they're great, but it's a completely different situation and a completely different sometimes outcome in how the contestant is than when you're actually in a competition. So I was just like, you know, okay, great, let's try it. So we're kind of gearing the youth divisions as, you know, treated as a practice pageant, if you wish. You know, we're not going to hold the winners to any specifications. They're not going to, you know, if they if they win for us and then they go on and win somewhere else, you know, that's great because that's what they wanted and, you know, that's where they want to excel. But if we can give them that experience in front of the judges, on stage, where it's an actual competition and then they get their feedback that they can use to hone what they need to correct and and find out what they did best. I think that serves them better than trying to hold them accountable for, you know, a lot of requirements if they win the title. You know, I understand, you know, when you got a princess and she wins, you know, there's only so much you can really do. 
and we're not going to have expectations for them. Um, we did we did decide to open up optional competitions for the youth to kind of keep it along the same lines as what they would be competing in some of their other pageants. So the youth divisions do have, um, we're going to have a talent, spokes model, casual wear, runway fun fashion, print model, photogenic, and most promising model optionals that they can enter. Um, and then we'll, you know, we'll give winners for those. But then they'll get their feedback you know, from the judges on all of those optional categories, which is completely separate from the on-stage competition. So we're trying to keep it, like I said, you know, that whole practice pageant, the fees are very low for, you know, for the whole thing. In fact, for the youth, we're not even requiring them to get a sash and a tiara. We have those if they want the, you know, if they want the extra cost, but they can just come and enter. They'll get a title, come and compete as the practice and, you know, help be better prepared for what they have coming in the future. I really like that. Nowadays, you're starting to see these big practice pageants popping up left and right. And it really does help those younger divisions get on stage. And it really does help with their coaches to know where their level set is. So which areas do we really need to work on? Like you said, sitting in a mock interview, I can sit here and answer questions left and right, but it's those off the wall questions that someone else sees a different perspective on that they ask about your platform. And so that's something that you might not get from just doing those random mock interviews every once in a while. So I really do appreciate that you have it open for this youth division and for the younger divisions, for them to get that experience and to possibly, you know, move on to the next pageant. Like you said, I'm assuming it is a um, like a non-contract where they, they can compete in other systems. So it is really nice that they can go do those, you know, IJMs, NAMs, UNM, so they can know, okay, I really need to work on this area if I want to, you know, get really good or win this possible really big national pageant. So I really do like that you have that option for them to do this as a practice, but it still has given them that excitement of like, okay, I am doing a national pageant. This is something that is serious. So can I win this? And if I win this, does that mean I'm ready to go to that next level? So it really gives them that. Right. You know, and like you said, you can do mock pageants every week, but yet when you're at the national and you're in the line waiting to go into interview and those nerves hit because it's a completely different situation than a mock interview where you're sitting in your living room and you're doing it on Zoom and you know your cat's running around your leg and mom and dad are in the next room it's completely different and you can't control the nerves that hit when you're at the national pageant and you walk into that interview room or you get ready to walk out on stage and, you know, there's no way to replicate that except with another pageant. And that's why I think, you know, I, I we're hoping that, you know, at least here in the Midwest, that, you know, the c- contestants will take advantage of it, you know, as a, as a stepping stone and a learning experience to help, like you said, hone the different categories and find out what they're doing. You know, if you're doing really good in gown, great. You know, let's focus on with my coach this area because this is where the judges said I needed some work. No, I really like that. I think that is so helpful, especially for those, or for those, those coaches that know like, okay, this is what I see, but from the outside in, like what is someone else seeing when they see this child? And so it's very helpful. And going back to, you have your national Queens. Do you guys have a prize package if they win for the youth and the miss, or is there any type of like kind of reward they get after winning? Our miss category gets a scholarship and it usually ranges anywhere from $250 cash 
I think the highest we've given is $1,000 cash, and it's a scholarship. Um, and then we have, you know, crown and sash, and we get some other prizes, you know, prize packages, you know, like this year. Um, there'll be some jewelry, some uh, makeup case. Um, you know, we get different things donated throughout the year um, for the for the for the. It's always been for the adult categories, and now I need to try and get stuff for the younger categories too. Um, but you know, there's the traditional crown and sash, <laughs> and then you know, as we build, we try and you know keep the prize package. We try and add to it all the time. Uh, it's just you know. Finding people who will donate to that package is, is usually the biggest drawback is trying to find things that are worthwhile. You know, there's you can get a lot of stuff, but sometimes is it really worth some of the stuff, you know? <clears throat> and, you know, two years ago when we had 2019, we had so much stuff that I ended up having to ship everything to the winners because they were all from out of state and they only had so much room leaving yeah, and so here I was, you know, two, three weeks after the fact, packing up these boxes and trying to ship them. And, you know, nowadays, you know, with the way shipping is, one, you don't know if it'll arrive, and two, the cost of shipping is astronomical. <laughs> yes, it is so expensive. I After I had done an interview with Sydney Park, who's Miss uh, New York for the America System, I was like, I want to send you a hoodie. I would love to send you a hoodie. I, I don't know if it got there. I we didn't even talk about it afterwards because we just talked about random stuff on Instagram. It just kind of never came up again. But to ship it, like, oh my goodness, it was expensive. It was like it was worth more to ship it than it was to make it. And I was just like, this is insane. Like I was like, this was not a good bargain here. This was not a good one. But I was just excited to get that product out there just so she could have something to remember the podcast. So when will this national pageant actually be? Our national pageant this year is going to be in July. It's actually July 20th through 25th. Um, we have everybody arriving um, on Wednesday, the week of. And we do a welcome reception that night for everybody. And then on Thursday, we do a get-to-know-you breakfast. We have rehearsals. Um, Thursday evening, we do the community service project, which we talked about. And then we always end Thursday night with some type of a group activity. Um, in 2019, we went to a... a um, mini putt that's here in town and it's all pirate themed so everybody came dressed as some type of a pirate costume and it was a fun night because we all were competing against each other and we were all in costume <clears throat> and then we end that night with a pajama party pizza party for the contestants um friday we do um we sometimes try and do like a media morning media event um we might do like a tour of the community to some of the big um not the big but some of our main um, landmarks, as I like to say. Um, and then we do um, something we started that at first seemed to set us apart, and I think everybody's kind of doing them now. We do a Your Crown, Your Power empowerment seminar Friday night, which is for all the contestants, but we open that up for the community. And we always ask all of our judges to actually be a presenter. So we have usually six to seven um, presenters during the empowerment seminar. And it's a, about a four-hour seminar with a break in the middle for food and that. We do like heavy hors d'oeuvres and munchies and stuff. But it's a great experience for the contestants to all hear from professionals and, you know, get the presentation geared toward them, sometimes geared toward pageantry, sometimes geared toward professional life, um, so that they have that additional knowledge leaving the pageant week. Our our legal advisor, 
Um, she's a pageant queen herself, but she legal, advises us on legal issues. She every year does a, a seminar just about contracts. And it's always fun because at the very beginning, she'll hand out this contract and she'll she'll hand it out there. And she'll say, OK, it's time to sign. And everybody will be, you know, some people will sign right away and other people will be like, eh, no. And then they have a big discussion because they go through the contract. And it's amazing the stuff that's in that contract that some of them don't read. And she's like, okay, well, you just gave me permission to date your boyfriend for the year. And da da da. And it's it, it it's an eye-opener because the contestants who sign that contract without even reading it, they realize very quickly, you can't do that. You gotta read your contracts in it and you've got to make sure you're covered. So, you know, it's just it's the knowledge that they learn during the seminar sometimes can be invaluable. And it's always a great night for them. Saturday then is interview competitions. Of course, we have rehearsals. This year, since it's our 10th anniversary, we are actually going to do a anniversary gala. So it's going to be a sit-down dinner. Kind of Our theme is Pink Masquerade Ball. Um, so we're going to encourage everybody to wear pink and masquerade mask. We're going to have entertainment, silent auctions and stuff. And then Sunday, of course, is rehearsal, dress rehearsal, walk the pink carpet, and then the actual pageant. And then every Monday, everybody goes home. So the 20th through 25th of July will be our national week. And like I said, this year will be interesting because we'll have the youth involved that we haven't had. We're doing the gala. And, you know, we're just hoping to have a great time this year to celebrate 10 years. When is the last time someone can sign up? Like, when is your deadline? Technically, our deadline's May 1st. Um, we can go past that. The biggest problem going past it, you know, June 1st is probably the absolute end, just because if you're signing up June 1st, you're going to have to pay all your fees at once. You're going to have to get your ad material to me because I've got ad deadlines. And then you're going to have to make sure you've got your hotel and your airfare and everything. And I have, just through experience in that, I I try and spread, spread everything out. So you pay your state fees up front. And then within like a month or two, you pay your national fee sponsorship fee. Then after that, then, you know, you you pay for your spotlight ad. And I try and spread everything out so that it's not one huge lump payment. Because believe me, I know most people don't have that lump sum of cash sitting in the bank. And they want to budget and they want to spread it out, have time to talk to family, have time to get sponsors. And by getting in by May 1st, you have time to spread all that out. But we can take people up to June 1st, I would say, you know, probably the latest. Um, And, you know, then it gives you time also to get out in your community and promote yourself with your title, you know, and make people aware of what you're doing and all that good stuff. So I really appreciated hearing about your pageant group today. I'm really glad that the listeners are able to hear about this pageant system as well, because it is very different, such a unique aspects and features that you have into it that I've never heard before talking about this seminar. That is something that immediately sparked my attention. I would love to sit in on that. Like I might just have to come for fun because I just, that is something that no other pageant I know does. Like you hear of forum weekends or workshop weekends, but actually at the pageant, that's so unique. And I really like that. That is something that I definitely will keep in the back of my head for, you know, future pageant systems. I think that's so great that you guys are doing that. I just want to say thank you so much again for being on the podcast today. And I have one final question for you. Are you ready? All righty. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? Pageants have impacted me in a positive way, mainly because of the friendships that I have gained um, from 
the contestants and the title holders that I have been over top of through the years. Um, I really have some lifelong friendships that I've created with my national title holders, um, with my my legal advisor. You know, we we all met through pageantry. We've all stayed in touch through pageantry. Um, and that's, you know, you can't discount that as part of pageantry. I mean, there's all the stuff that's positive, you know, the empowerment of women and the, the building up and the supporting everything that they do. But then you have that friendships and that lifelong, the lifelong friendships and the lifelong bonds that come from it that you sometimes don't get in other, in other things that you're involved with. So yeah, that's definitely, definitely the most positive aspect. I agree. Pageantry does really bring people together in such a positive way. And I'm so glad to have this community and group to kind of fall back on in times of, you know, sad times and happy times. So I'm glad that we could sit here and share this moment together, Tori. It was such a nice, a nice interview. I'm so glad that we got to do this. You know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowding Moment. Bye, guys. Bye.